Amen. Hey, give the Lord a hand. Come on. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Hey, I, I, was, I was impressed watching that video. Um, we, uh, we went to school, I went to school with Joel 20 years ago or something, and uh, it, was, it was nice to see him on that. I said to Tara, I said, maybe we should put it together a trip and go uh, take the church out there to, uh, what country was that? Malawi? Malawi? And go, go, I don't know exactly, I know it's in Africa. I'll have to ask my daughter where it is. She can draw the map and show me. She's getting pretty good at that. But hey, um, I want you to, if you got your Bibles, I want you to take your Bibles, go to John chapter 16. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit over the last several weeks. Um, and I want to continue this this morning. The Lord's given me some things to, to say to you. And I, you know, you all worship so long. I, I, you, you eat into my sermon time. And you did that a couple weeks ago, and I got to share about, about 10 minutes of this message. So I'm going to kind of, I might repeat a couple things, but I'm going to go back to what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I've just been impressed in my, in my heart, in my spirit. And even as I was sitting down there this morning, I was thinking about this. You know, I think most Christians don't know what they have. You know, most, I think most Christians don't understand what they have. They don't know who they have living inside them. You know, because if, if we understood really what we have available to us, it should change the way we live. Listen, we're not living, we're not living powerless lives, are we? We're not, living, we're not living underneath anything. We're living above. We should be because that's where we are. We're seated at the right hand of, uh, of, of God in Christ Jesus, right? So we're seated with him. We've got everything available to us, but I think most people don't get what they have. They don't know what they have. They don't understand. See, you've, been, you, you've got some answers in you. Wouldn't that be nice when you were in school? Hey, you've got the answers. You, got, you ever take, now none of you did this, but you take the test and you got, you got the little answers written. I don't know how they do this now when, with kids staying at home doing school because I know I would have been tempted to get my little, okay, what's the answer, right? But you've got the answer. You've got the answer to every problem because the Holy Spirit lives in you. And the Holy Spirit's got the answers. So he, he's called the helper, and he's living in you. This is, this is good. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm just, I'm excited about this message here. Look at John 16, and we read this verse a couple of weeks ago, but let me read it again. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He'll speak whatever he hears, and he'll declare to you what's to come. He will glorify me because he'll take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. That's why I told you he takes from what's mine and declares it to you. Listen, I... I was watching a program. My kids had the TV on a while back, and I, I walked in. I was watching the program with them, and it was some kind of a, like a science type of show, and they were, were telling you how some, so many people think they can multitask, right? How many of you think you can multitask? You can do, you can do multiple things at once. you got all their juggling the balls. you got everything flying in the air, and you look like you're, you're crazy, but you think you're a great multitasker. And they were trying to prove to people that you're not really as great as you think you are when you try to do more than one thing. 
right? Talk to those people who think they can text and drive at the same time. Well, everybody I see driving down the road has their phones in front of them. How can you drive with your phone? Well, they think they can multitask. And they were trying to prove that you can't really do it like you think you can. And they, they had an audience. It was a big audience. And they had uh, some performers on the stage. And they said, these guys are going to dance for you. And we want you to count how many times um, each person does like a certain move. So they had like a, a person up here, whatever he was doing, he was moonwalking. or something. Count every time this guy moonwalks. And so people are there counting and they're counting and they're counting. And at the end of the performance, they said, how many times did he do it? And most of them had the answer. And they said, now, how many of you noticed the guy in the gorilla suit that ran across the stage like five different times? Nobody saw him. Most people didn't see him. Why? Because you're focused on one thing. You can't see all the other things going. Your brain was not designed to work that way. Listen, I'm talking to you about something important now. You've got someone living in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But you know what we focus on so many times? We don't focus on this. We're focused on what's going on around us. We're focused on the problems, not the solution. We're not focused on hearing the voice of the Spirit. We're focused on hearing the voice of the news media. We're focused on hearing what's the politician telling me. What's this? What's that? And we're not hearing the voice of the Spirit. So I want to tell you this morning, I want to talk, just continue this about hearing the voice of the Spirit in your life. And, you know, there's, there's just so many distractions. Did you know right now in this room, there are radio waves bouncing all over the room? And not just radio waves, we got all kinds of waves bouncing all over the room. We got Wi-Fi waves signals. We got all, you, you name it, there's all kinds of signals in this room, but you can't hear them. You can't hear the radio waves in your head, hopefully. We used to have a problem with our sound system, right? And we would pick up the radio signals. They're bouncing through the room, and there was a cracked wire somewhere. And somehow, the, I don't understand it. Pastor Jim could probably explain to you how it happens. But somehow that signal was getting into that wire, and it was broadcasting through the speakers. That's really irritating when you're trying to preach. But that's the, they're all over the room, but you can't hear. But if you had the right equipment, you could turn that thing on, you could turn the radio dial and pick up the radio signal. It's here in the room. You can't see it. You can't hear it unless you got the right equipment. When you were born again and, and filled, when you were filled with the Spirit of God, baptized in the Spirit, you got all the equipment you need to hear the voice of the Spirit. You just got to tune in. You got to start listening. Amen. So Jesus says, now again, I might repeat myself a little bit, but that's okay. But Jesus says, notice this, when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide you into truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he's not going to do what? He's not going to speak on his own. Put that verse up there again. He's not going to speak on his own. Do you catch this? What is the spirit's mission? He's to lead you. He's to speak to you. The Holy Spirit of God was put inside of you for a reason, to speak to you. You know, some people say, if you talk to God, you're religious. If God talks to you, you're crazy. No, 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 it's not crazy. This is the word of God. This is the truth of the word of God that God is supposed to be speaking to your spirit. He's looking for a relationship, not religion. Relationship involves two people. Religion involves one. Me working to please God. 
me working, me trying, me striving. That's religion. Relationship is about me and God. And that's what God's looking for. So he says he sends the spirit. I know it's raining outside, but you guys, come on, wake up a little bit. Shake the person next to you. Make sure they're awake because I don't. Listen, when you're hearing the voice of God in you, he is going to lead you and guide you into all truth. Do you understand what this means? You are no longer on your own. You are not running through life aimlessly. I don't like the world. They're running around and they don't know where they're going. They're running around and they don't know what they're doing. You are not like that. You've got someone inside you to lead you. I don't know what to do today. The Holy Spirit knows. I don't know how to address this problem. Guess who knows? The same one that created the world. Guess what? I don't care what your, your job is. I don't care if you're a mechanic and you work on cars and maybe you got something. You know, they put computer chips in all these cars now. You got to be a genius to figure out how to work on some of these things. But I don't care. I don't care how difficult it might be. You can look at that thing and not have a clue, but the Holy Spirit knows what to do. Isn't that amazing? The same, the same God that created the world, he knows everything, and he wants to speak to you. Now, that sounds crazy to some people that God wants to speak to you, but listen, that's what he says. The Spirit's job is to speak to you. If you're not hearing from the, the voice of God, you're not doing this life right because you were not designed to be struggling through life. You were not designed to be working and working and working and always failing and never getting ahead. In fact, there is no, God makes no provision in this book for failure. What do I do, Lord, when I fit? There's, it's not in here. You know what's in here? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. See, if you do, if you do it right, there's no toil. There's no struggle. There's no trying and trying and trying. It's your, but you're supposed to be hearing, and that's the problem with most Christians. We don't take time to listen to the voice of God. We don't understand what it means to, to have God communicating with us in our, into our spirits. I'm going to talk about this a little bit today, so don't, be, don't worry if it's like sounds weird. Don't leave yet. Go to, go to 1 Corinthians 12. Can you put up, did I give you one and two, or just, I don't know what I gave you. Put that up there. Ah, thank you, Lord. About matters of the Spirit, about the matters, about the things. He goes into 1 Corinthians 12, and we won't talk about this because Pastor Kim got into this last week, but about the things of the Spirit, I don't want you to be unaware. So Paul's saying, listen, there's some stuff here that has to do with your Spirit and the Spirit of God who lives inside you, and I don't want you to be unaware of it. He says, you know that when you were pagans, you were led to dumb idols. That says it's the HCSB, and I've got the same. I've got the HCSB, and I'm confused because in my Bible it says it different. Let me read you what mine says. 1 Corinthians 12, I think it says it different. Verse 2, you know that when you were pagans, you used to be led off to the idols that could not speak. You used to follow things that couldn't speak to you. You know, there was people, in, and still in this world today, in fact, we did a missions trip years ago to, to England. We took our youth to England, um, and we went into a, I don't, I don't know why we did this. I think we were there, and they didn't have much for us to do. So we were doing like this prayer walk around parts of London, and, and they said, well, hey, there's this Hindu temple. Were you with me? 
Corey was there. There was this Hindu temple. They said, we want to take you guys into this Hindu temple. I said, I'm not really interested in going to the Hindu temple. They said, well, no, we want you to see it. They said, it's the, it's the largest, whatever, some, had some kind of largest worshiping Hindu temple in the, in the world. I said, I'm not interested, but fine. So we went to that place. You could feel the demonic presence, couldn't you? When you walked into that place, it was like, it was just heathen. I mean, with a capital H, it was, the devil was in that place. I could feel it. And we, they took us into this room. It was an enormous kind of a big wide open area. And it, around the room, they had these cutouts into the walls and these giant statues of different gods. You know, the Hindu religion has something like a million gods or whatever. Whatever one you want to worship is perfectly fine with them. They'll put his statue in there. And so they have all these, in, in the room, there's people bowing down to these statues. I mean, praying. They're making little, little offerings of fruit baskets or something to all the little idols, and they're, they're worshiping gods that are made out of stone. They can't talk. They can't speak, but that's their God. You don't serve a God who's dumb. You don't serve a God who's mute. You don't serve a God who can't talk to you. You serve a God who speaks and he lives inside you. And greater is he. Come on, I'm going to keep saying it. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You've got someone living inside you that is greater than anything in this world, anything this world can throw at you. And I don't care if it's a demonic spirit. I don't care if it's straight from the devil. I don't care if it's, if it's just a thing in your job, a situation, a circumstance, and you don't know what to do. Greater is he that's in you than whatever that thing is. But you got to start recognizing what you got. Because see, too many times we face a situation that looks impossible or it's a, it's a challenge or it's a whatever it might be, some kind of battle and you're facing it, not like what the song we were singing, like a champion undefeated. You're facing it like, I don't know what to do because you feel like you're on your own. But listen, you are never on your own. You've got a helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. Now, it's amazing he's called the helper because some people think that God's just going to do it for them, Right? Isn't that some people's mentality of God? Well, God's just going to do this for me, and he's just going to do that for me. I'm just going to stand back here. He's, he's your helper. That means you're supposed, to, you're supposed to work with him. Stop sitting there and doing nothing. Get up and, get up and do what he's telling you to do. He's going to help you do it. Oh, come on. That's, that's preaching better than you said amen, but that's okay. God speaks. He wants to lead you and guide you in all truth. Listen, as you look through the word of God, I'm, I'm building a case here that God wants to talk to you now, so listen to me for a second. All through the word of God, you see God speaking to people, don't you? It starts in the garden. What did he do with Adam? He made Adam in the garden, and he fellowshiped with him. He would come down into the garden. If you can imagine that situation, God would come down and walk with man. He would come down every day and talk with Adam. How was your day, Adam? What would you do today? Let me help you. You know, he's, he's, he wanted him. He put Adam over the earth to rule it. He wants to help him. Adam, I want, I want to be your helper in everything that you do as you rule over this earth, as you make this earth a paradise. I want to help you. But of course, that was severed, but God didn't stop speaking. Because even in, with, with the case of Cain and Abel, you see God show up and talk to that wicked brother 
who wants to kill his brother, God shows up. He says, come on, Cain. Sin's crouching at your door, and it wants to overcome you, but you've got to master it. And he starts, he tries to help him all through the word of God. God still speaks. He speaks to Enoch, walks with him in the cool of the day. Even though fellowship had been broken, God still came, and he walked with Enoch because he had a heart for him. Listen, what does that tell you? Come on. All through the word. You've got, you've got God speaking to Abraham, and he blesses him. You've got God speaking to Moses, and he says he speaks to him face to face like a man speaks to his friend. All through the word, every time there's a difficult situation, every time there's something, you see God speaking. It might be through a prophet. It might be through some other way, but he spoke to his people because he's a God who's not mute. He's the God that wants to speak. And listen, he wants, you got to understand this. you got to get this. He wants to speak to you. With whatever it might be that you're facing in your life, he wants to lead you and guide you into all truth. I love that because he doesn't say into all spiritual truth, that, but that's how a lot of people act. God is concerned about my spiritual aspect of my life and not anything else. That is not true. He does not say he'll lead you into all spiritual truth. He'll lead you into all truth, all truth, everything, every part of your life, all truth. He's going to lead me in every, every single situation. You look through this. In fact, you look through that Old Testament. Most of the time when he's talking to the people, it's not about spiritual battles. It's not about spiritual things. It's about stuff that they're dealing with in their natural lives. Am I right? It's, it's natural stuff that they're dealing with, but God shows up and he interacts. Why? Because he cares about his people. He cares about you. I want you to go to 1 Samuel for a minute. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And you know this story of God speaking to this young man, Samuel. Maybe you know the background. His mother couldn't have a child. She's there at the temple praying because she just is so distraught. She wants a child. And she's there. The priest sees her. He's, he's, the priest is kind of a bad guy, right? But he sees her and he starts, he starts trying to kick her out of the temple. What are you doing coming in here drunk, you drunk woman? She says, I'm not a drunk. I'm in here praying. I'm interceding because I want a child. I'm asking God to give me a miracle. He says, oh, okay, sorry. You can have what you, you, you know, I'll pray for you, whatever he says. And, and she goes home and has a child and names him Samuel, and she brings him to the temple, and she, and she says, I, when he's old enough, I'm going to drop him off here at the temple. He's going to be my, she doesn't use this terminology, but you understand because we've been talking about this. This is my seed. I'm planting some seed, and my seed is Samuel. And she plants her Samuel seed there at the temple, and the woman who was childless and couldn't conceive has multiple more children because she was willing to sow her child. That's pretty powerful. But listen, here's the point. Here's Samuel as a young boy. He's living in the temple, in the tabernacle. He's sleeping near, near the, the priest in the, in the tabernacle, the temple area. And it says in verse 1, he served in the, the Lord in Eli's presence. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. And prophetic visions were not widespread. Listen, I want you to understand this. We serve a God who speaks. If the word of the Lord was rare, the, the problem was not with God. I'll say it again. God, we serve a God who speaks. 
And if God wasn't speaking, it wasn't God's problem. It was man's problem. Man didn't want to hear what God had to say. I told you about my kids last time. Sometimes when I got to talk to them, especially the, the, young, the young one right now gets very upset when he has to be corrected and he doesn't want to hear it. And he'll sometimes put his hands on top of his ears. I'm trying to talk. He doesn't want to hear it. And that's how God's people are sometimes. Lord, we'll come and worship you on Sunday, but we don't want to hear what you got to say the rest of the week. Whose problem is that? That's your problem. That's not God's problem. We got to be people who want to hear what God has to say. So what do we do? We got to listen to his voice. So look, look here now. God starts to speak to Samuel, and he calls him. He says, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel says, here I am. He thinks the priest is calling him. He gets up and runs to the priest's room, and the priest says, I didn't call you. Boy, go back to bed. And he does that three times, and finally, the, and it says this in verse 7, this commentary. It says, Samuel had not yet experienced the Lord because the word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. And I feel like that's a lot of the church today. They've not really had an experience with God, with God speaking to them. They've come to church on Sunday. We've got a lot of, listen, Christians, we've got a lot of Christians around this world who come to church on Sunday but don't have any kind of relationship with God. God's not yet been revealed to them. They've not had a revelation of God because if you get a revelation of God, you're not going to want to leave his presence. He's going to be speaking to you. He's going to be talking to you. But we got to get that revelation inside of us that, that he lives inside of us and he wants to speak to us. we got to build that relationship. And so here he is. And so Samuel says, speak. And you know that you can read the rest of the story. The Lord speaks to Samuel about some things that are, that are going to be going on. What's he doing? In the, even in the Old Testament, what Jesus said is beginning to happen, that the Holy Spirit will speak to you, will tell you things to come. That happened in the Old Testament times, and it still happens today. He'll tell you what's going to come. He'll tell you what's to come. We had, we had this situation happen um, to us. This was, this was a lot of years ago. We were in, uh, I think we were on vacation somewhere, and um, somebody sent me a text message, a man a a man of God that I respect sent me a text message, and he would do this sometimes, just send a random text message that was just a scripture verse. And I, you know, I thought, okay, what is that? And so I looked up the verse, and it made no sense. And it was some random, like, I don't even remember the reference now, but it was some random thing, and it had to do with a woman having a son. And I was like, I don't, I don't get that at all. And, and then I thought for a minute, and I felt the Lord speak to me. He said, no, you're going to have a child. It's going to be a son. And I went to Tara. I said, I think you're pregnant. And she's like, no, I'm, excuse me? No, I'm not. And I said, I think you are. Uh, um, you know, I told her, I said, Dick sent me this message, and here's what it said, and, and I, think, I think we're pregnant. I'm going to have a uh, son. And so we, we found out, you know, re- after that, that we were pregnant and we had a son. The Lord will tell you things to come, but you've got to have ears to hear. Dick sent that. He said, I, I didn't know why I sent you that message, because I asked him about it later. I told him what happened. He said, I don't know why. I didn't know why I sent that to you. In fact, I, I started reading that verse, and it bothered me. I didn't understand. I said, I sent it to somebody else and said, what do you think about this verse? And they got mad at me. They said, what are you trying to say? I don't, I don't, I don't get you. And he said, I, so I don't know, but I told him I, I received it. And, well, the Lord wants to speak to you, but you got to have ears to hear. Listen, God doesn't want you wandering through this world. Toil, toil is what the world has. 
God doesn't want you living like that. He wants you living above. You were called to live above. Now listen, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting long-winded here, but I got a lot to say. I thought I was going to get through all this. Let's, let's do this. Let me just say this quickly. God wants to speak to your spirit. You are, listen, you are a spirit. Do you know that? You are primarily a spirit. When God made man, he breathed into him and he became a life, a living spirit. He had the spirit of God in him, bringing him alive. You are a spirit. Adam was given a body to live in. He was given a mind to control that functions of the body, but that was not how he was meant to live out of it. He was meant to live out of his spirit. You are a spirit. So when God speaks to you, some people are looking for God to speak right here. Lord, speak to me. And they run around looking for audible voices. I've heard stories of people that have heard an audible sound, but it's never happened to me. And most people I talk to have not experienced that. That's not how we run around hearing God. We listen by our spirits. That still, I think someone's pastor came out and mentioned this, that still small voice inside of our spirits. He wants to speak to you. But you've got to have ears to hear what he's saying. Jesus says this, and John, can you put up John chapter 10? Look at verse 2. The one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens it for him. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You can see what he does. He speaks to them, and his speaking leads them. I'm building a case here. God wants to lead you. When he's brought his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. They won't follow a stranger. Instead, they'll run away from him because they don't recognize the stranger's voice. And put up verse 27. And I think it's in the Amplified Bible. The sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Listen, God wants to lead you by the voice of the Spirit of God inside you. He wants to lead you and guide you into all truth. In Joshua chapter 9, let me do this quickly too. Joshua chapter 9, verse 14. You know the story here. The men of Israel had just come into the promised land and some people were worried. They said, oh no, Israel's coming in. They're going to destroy us. We got to go and pretend to be coming from a faraway land, deceive them, and make them our allies. So they come to them, and it says the men of Israel took some of their provisions, but they did not seek the Lord's counsel. He wants, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he'll lead you and guide you. You got to acknowledge him. They failed to do what God had told them to do because they didn't seek the Lord's counsel. They did not ask the Lord, Lord, what do you think? Because if they had, what do you think they would have found out? You guys are liars. You come to us pretending to be from far away, but you're, you're not. You're liars. God would have told them and revealed it to them, but they didn't ask the Lord. Listen, he wants to lead you and guide you into all truth. Look at Romans chapter 8, and I'll, I'll get ready to close. Romans chapter 8. Y'all got to stop worshiping so long so you can leave me some time to preach here now. Romans chapter 8. Throw up verse 12. So then, brothers, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh. In fact, let me back up one or two verses here. 
He says, if Christ is in you, the body's dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Listen to this now. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal body to life through his spirit who lives in you. Did you catch that? Where's Who lives in you? The Holy Spirit lives in you, and if he lives in you, what's he gonna do to your body? Your body that sometimes is falling apart, your body that sometimes you can't get it to, to work right. Sometimes your body, it's just too tired, it's just this, it's just that. Listen to me, he'll give life to your body. The Spirit of God will bring life to your body, to every part of your life, not just your spirit, but he wants to bring life to every part of you. Keep going, look now at verse, verse 13. If you live according to the flesh, you'll die. If you live according to the flesh, you'll die. The world has a way of doing things, don't they? The world has a system. If you follow the world's system, you're gonna get what the world gets death. The world's system is broken and it doesn't work. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you live. And then he makes this statement, all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. You're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Listen, God did not send his Holy Spirit to live in you to help you cope with all your failures, to help you cope with all your problems and addictions and struggles. He gave you his spirit to overcome. He gave you his spirit because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He gave you his spirit so that you could conquer this world. This is the victory that's conquered the world, even our faith. Come on. It's the religious mindset that wants to keep you down. I'm telling you, religion wants to keep you down. Jesus came to bring you up. What, when the, listen, when the Spirit of God starts speaking to you, when the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you, it might be contrary to what your mind says. It might tell you something that's contrary to what your human nature says says is right. You know we have a human nature. My kids have human nature. There are things I've never had to teach them, but they know it. It's in their nature. I said to them the other day, I mean, this happens constantly. I, I, I constantly, I say, pick up your things. Constantly, I say, hey, kids, that's great. You took a shower today. Why is the wet towel on the floor? Constantly, And so the other day I came up and, and there's a towel in the hallway and I said, kids, whose towel is this? You know, not one of them used the towel. It magically appeared on the floor and it was wet. It was a supernatural event in our house. Nobody touched the towel. Liars. By nature, human nature. I never taught them how to do that. They figured it out on their own because they're following their human nature. Listen, if you live by your human nature, you're going to die. If you do what your human nature says you should do, you're going to die. But if you live by the Holy Spirit, 
if you learn to follow the voice of the Spirit, if you learn to hear and be led by the Spirit, you'll live. You with me? Look at Romans 8, back up just a few verses. Verse 5, he says, those who live according to the flesh, think about the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, think about the things of the Spirit. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the Spirit is life and peace. Everything the Spirit of God speaks to you will bring life. Everything the Spirit of God tells you to do will bring peace. You know, that's why some people say, I'm, I'm led because I felt like a peace to this, a peace to do that. That's, that's the Spirit of God is telling them to do that, is leading them into peace. God will never lead you into confusion. He'll never lead you into, into some kind of emotional difficulty. He'll lead you into peace. He'll lead you and guide you in all truth. He'll lead you into life. He'll lead you into peace. See, sometimes there's things that look peaceful, but it's not gonna end in peace. There's things that look like it's life, but it's not gonna end in life, but the Spirit will lead you to things that lead to life, and it leads to peace. But you gotta learn to listen. Stand up with me. Just bow your heads for a moment. And listen, I want you to, I want you to, to leave with this thought that God wants to speak to your heart. He wants to, what he said in John chapter 16, declare to you, to show you things that are going to be coming into your life. He wants to prepare you. Listen, you're not unprepared, you got a helper. He wants to teach you all things. He wants to speak to you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to be your helper today. And listen, maybe you're going through something I want you to take a moment. I, had, I, I really had a check in my spirit recently. I was dealing with something. I, I just felt the Lord say, but you haven't even asked me about it. And you've been trying to do it on your own strength. You've been trying to do what you think is right. But just because you think it's right doesn't mean it's what I want you to do. I had to stop and repent and ask the Lord, Lord, what should I do about this? And so maybe you're going through something. I want to challenge you if you ask the Lord. Maybe you're dealing with something in your business. You say, have, you know, have you asked the Lord about it? I want to challenge you when you get up tomorrow. Say, Holy Spirit, what do I do? Speak to my heart. Show me, lead me, and guide me into all truth today. I don't want to have the mind of the flesh that leads to death. I want to have the mind of the Spirit. And let Him speak to your spirit. You say, I don't know how to hear from God. That's okay as you just quiet yourself. We talked about distractions. As you just shut out the distractions and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. You're not looking for the... the audible voice you're looking for a leading and a guiding in your spirit sometimes he'll just speak to you through his word as you'll be reading your word he'll he'll just feel something rise up within you and you say that's it now i know what to do that's the holy spirit listen if it's a if it's something in you that you feel strongly it's got to be from the spirit because you've never had an original thought in your life everything that you have either comes from the world or it comes from god so you learn how to listen to what god's speaking to your heart and he's going to lead you and guide you in all truth. Lord, we thank you today for your word. I thank you right now. Lift your hands right here in this place. Lord, we thank you that you want and your desire is to speak to our hearts. Lord, I thank you this morning that you are going to speak to each person today. Lord, we lift up every person in this place. Lord, if there's situations, if there's battles they're facing, if there's things they're going through, Lord, I thank you that as we quiet ourselves, you will lead us and guide us into all truth. That you'll show us what to do in every situation. 
that we are not on our own in this world. We are not powerless, but we've been given a helper. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So, Lord, we thank you. We bless your people today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody say amen.